Hi, it's Shana here. Before this episode starts, I'm popping in with a quick reminder about our upcoming CEU on Thursday, June 20th. It's on how to approach the intake process without spending hours on assessments. As BCBAs, we know that sometimes the new learner intake process can seem to take forever, but our learners need to get started with programming and make progress as soon as possible. So how can we streamline the intake process so that it doesn't consist of hours of assessments? Join us live on Thursday, June 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern time, as Sheer and I walk you through our intake process with lots of video exemplars of different learners and teach you how to use our assessment with ease. You can earn one learning CEU for ACE, QABA, or IBAO. Join us live at this event or to watch the recording asynchronously, go to howtoaba.com forward slash CEU. See you then. Hi, I'm Shira Karpow. And I'm Shana Gaunt, and we're board certified behavior analysts. At HowToABA, we provide practical resources, community, and support to ABA professionals. In each episode of our podcast, we will be having real conversations with real people sharing real stories about ABA. We'll share relevant strategies and actionable tips that will make us all better ABA practitioners. It's the ABA content you need that you're not going to learn in a textbook. Trips to the doctor and dentist are hard for any kids, but they're especially hard for our learners with autism and other delays. How can we make this an easier experience for these learners and their families? So when my daughter was about two years old, I had to take her to the dentist for the first time. And I've been in the field of ABA for ages. So I actually was like on high alert going, okay, she may be scared of the dentist. How can I help her beforehand? So we did a bunch of things. I got her this book. It was all about the dentist and we used to read it together. I walked by the dentist a few times and we kind of waved from the outside. And then my dentist, I love my dentist and uh, she had a bunch of toys and stickers and everything there to try and make the dental experience that much more enjoyable. So when when we walked in, I held my breath, but I was selling it. I was the perfect salesperson. I'm like, isn't this going to be so great? And you know what? We got through it, no problem. For my kids, the dentist was enough that when they came in there, the first thing they got to do was choose a video that they got to watch while they were lying in the chair. And I don't even think they noticed that someone's hands were in their mouth because they were so engaged with that video. But for a lot of our kids, it's very different. They do need to be desensitized to these appointments. A lot of the kids that we work with may have, you know, multiple medical procedures also that they go through very frequently. And they that may have created, you know, an avoidance to anyone coming near them or touching them or doing any kind of procedures. So we do want to be very careful when approaching these kind of procedures with our kids and being very gentle and doing these desensitization steps in a way that they get to call the shots while we're doing it. We're not pushing anybody too far. Uh, But what does that desensitization look like? And, you know, why should we be doing this? I've got a lot of kids who have been through sedation for medical appointments, and that really sucks. We want to really try and eliminate that sedation piece of it, because, you know, if they can learn to tolerate the medical appointments on their own, then it's so much better because, A, it's free choice, and B, it's just um, healthier, right? Um, So what does that look like? What, where? we start? What are these steps and how do we do them? And for a lot of our kids, like they are going to grow up and they're going to grow up to be adults. And then they have a choice. You know, if we just keep, you know, offering sedation or putting them under for dental or medical procedures, once they become an adult, are they going to want to go on their own to the dentist or the doctor? You know, likely not. So here 
we're going to talk about what that step looks like to desensitize them. So we talk about with any of these kind of life skills or important independent skills, um, chaining. Now, chaining is a, is a procedure where we take the big scale of, let's say, going to the dentist and we break it down into what those steps look like from as small as entering the door, you know, walking into the door of the dentist's office is, might be the first step. You know, and the first step might be getting out of the car or getting into the car, knowing that you're going to the dentist. You have to know the child that you're working with to know where you need to start. Um, so you start from the smallest step possible, and then you write down all of the steps that would be involved. We need to go into the dentist's office. If it's my dentist, you get to pick a video. You maybe have to wait in the waiting room. You maybe need to greet the dentist. Um, and then from there, all the steps that are that are required. So what I've done in the past is even started before that. So because I run ADA programs in homes and in a center-based program, we don't always have the luxury of going out into the community, which ideally would be the best thing to do is start there, but sometimes you can't. Um, so even just starting you know, at a desk, if you can, and how do you do that at a desk? Because a dentist isn't a desk, but think about tolerating dental tools like when the tools come out you know are they scared of the tools maybe they need to touch them look at them experience them so that they know oh this is all this is because oftentimes when you go to the dentist you know for instance me when I'm lying backwards and all I hear is rip rip because they're ripping the tools out of the package so that they're you know uh, sanitized you know you think oh, gosh what's that scary sound so if you can talk to the dentist ahead of time and get some of these tools and um, see if you're student can experience some of these tools ahead of time so that they're not so scared. Um, the other thing too is really thinking about how else they can feel safe, right? So when you walk into the dentist, you know, you're going into an unknown place. Can you take pictures of the dental office ahead of time if you don't have access to actually just going there? So taking pictures of the dental office, taking pictures of the key players, like, I, you know, Sherry mentioned the receptionist, dental hygienist, dentists, whoever's in there, same thing goes for the doctor, right? If it's a, de- a doctor's appointment, if you can get in there and take some pictures of the waiting room, take some pictures of the doctor um, and, and just being able to introduce that ahead of time or even a quick video. Um, usually your medical specialist will work with you on that because, you know, it's not their first rodeo. They've seen this before and they want to do all they can to help as well. Um, so once the students start to learn okay, this is the space I'm going to. That's called priming or pre-teaching, right? This is the space I'm going into. Okay, now I can visualize the space that I'm going into. That's the first step. And then, like I mentioned before, you know, here's all the tools or here's some things that you can do ahead of time and, you know, play with these things ahead of time. Um, You know, at the beginning here, I talked about the dentist and, you know, my daughter going in. Um, My doctor was really amazing when I took my daughter to the doctor for the first time. Um, My doctor gave the stethoscope to my daughter and said, here, play with this while I do something else. And uh, just so that, you know, she could be, you know, just aware and take part in that and things weren't so scary that way. So you can almost do those two things simultaneously. Like you want to start a couple of weeks in advance and speak to the dentist or the doctor, and then you can start exposing them to the actual physical location very slowly. That means just going there and, and, you know, going in the door, saying hi and leaving. Um, the next time you might go in and sit in the waiting room for a couple of minutes and then leave. And then you may sit in the chair for a couple of minutes and then leave. So you do have to, you know, speak with the dentist or the doctor and let them know that this is your plan. Simultaneously, you could also be teaching that desensitization to any of the tools and the materials. And that also could be a forward chaining process. 
So what does it look like? The first thing you might have to do is open your mouth with somebody holding the tools and that's it. Then you stop. You're not going to push at the kids any further than that, but offer reinforcement and praise just for completing that first step. Um, once they're successful with that step, then you slowly introduce the first two steps. So they have to open their mouth and let you maybe touch the tool to their lips. Um, and then you stop offer lots of reinforcement and lots of praise. It should be a very calm, um, interaction. Uh, maybe they have their favorite animal or they're in their favorite place, or they feel really calm and relaxed. And we want to eventually get them to the place where you can, you know, do like almost a mini procedure where you have the tools in their mouth, you can brush their teeth. Um, you know, you put on the gloves or you're wearing a mask, like the dentist is wearing, like you really want to simulate as much as you can, um, as long as they are tolerating it and remaining calm, you're building the steps up um, to, to the full procedure. At the same time, exposing them to the physical location of the dentist so that hopefully when you put the two together and you they have to have a procedure at the dentist, um, it's not new to them. And I think, you know, what Shira said about being calm is, you know, a key factor in this, you know, let your students behavior guide what you're doing really move systematically through these steps. So when you're planning this, you know, sit down with your team and your team could include other therapists, or your team could include the parents or both. Um, and you sit down and say, okay, let's talk about the dentist, give me all of the steps of the dentist, and create you know, a task analysis essentially of the dentist. And here's the larger picture and the end goal, but here's all the steps involved. And then let's do this. Um, if you click on the link in and around this video, you will get a task analysis. So take a look at that one and then modify those steps based on families and family preferences. But when you're going through those steps, like I mentioned before, go really systematically and really let, you know, the child's behavior guide your next step. So if the child is calm and relaxed, that's amazing. That's a really great time to provide some reinforcement, maybe test the next step a little bit. We want to make sure that they are staying calm and stress-free. Um, you know, if your child is engaging in any negative behavior or even precursor to negative behavior, stop immediately. That's your cue to say you push too far and go back a step and really make sure that they're calm. And like Shana said, what she did with her daughter is exposing them to lots of social stories, video modeling, watch any videos uh, on YouTube or anything of like their favorite characters going to the dentist. When my kids were first going to the doctor, they would play doctor and they would be their, their pediatrician. So you could do lots of that, give them a turn to be the doctor and they could hold the materials and the utensils and put them in your mouth. And so this kind of becomes something that you are letting them experiment with and experience in many ways. While you are doing the desensitization with them, um, you could have their, their favorite videos playing, their favorite music playing, um, and have it be something that they're exposed to in a way that just seems enjoyable and calm. The other thing that's nice for them to know is if you're going to be in their mouth for a certain amount of time, or you're going to be you know testing the, the utensils, having a visual timer or doing a countdown so that they know what to expect. And that's even something that you can use at the actual dentist is he can do the countdown and you could tell him that strategy of let them know how much longer it's going to be so that they have what to rely on. You can also create a visual schedule if that's something that would help them of what the steps are so that they can see it visually or in writing and be able to move through those steps so that it helps them know what to expect and have a little bit of control over what happens. They can choose maybe, you know, which video they want, if they want to wear the bib or not, if they want a blue toothbrush or a green toothbrush, any one of those choices within that schedule would be, would be really great to help with that. My daughter measures everything by Taylor Swift songs. So, you know, if you play, you know, two Taylor Swift songs and that's, you know, good enough 
or that's long enough for the dentist to be in someone's mouth. Or if it's three Taylor Swift songs, it doesn't have to be Taylor Swift, but you know, I've got a Swifty on my hands right now. Um, but uh, you know, it could be like, three songs if you don't have access to a visual timer those videos are great too because you know if the dentist does have a video that's you know on the ceiling somewhere uh it just the length of the video might be long enough and that could be its own visual timer oh, the video is not done yet you're not done yet keep your mouth open a little bit longer um, i also talk about um going to the dentist and tolerating dentist, tolerating doctor, it's a really good, you need to be a really good salesperson as a parent sometimes, right? If I were to walk into the dentist with my daughter and go, Oh, I don't love the dentist. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, the dentist. Oh, are you sure you're going to be okay? I'm really nervous for you. She's going to pick up on that negative energy and she's probably going to be nervous. Um, but if I were to say, Hey, look, we're going to see Dr. So and so today. And, uh, you know, it's really great. Did you know that he likes blah, 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 or she likes blah, 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 and just really fake being happy if you can <laughs> fake it until you make we it. We love the dentist over here. <laughs> I love those things being shoved in my mouth and I love keeping my mouth open for that long. Those cavities are my favorite. <laughs> when they drill, I'm just kidding. Um, but really try and be enthusiastic as much as you possibly can. It really is a sales pitch, even when you're there and no matter how much desensitization you've done, it's a sales pitch. And if you can take them with you, take them with you to you know appointments that you have. Um, if you're going to get a blood test, like that might help them see that, you know, I can stay calm or here are my strategies. I'm going to squeeze my hands. Um, if you're going to the dentist and the dentist will allow them to watch or sit in your lap while you're doing that and you can model, right? Because like Shana said, you're modeling um, what they're going to experience. So if you can model it in a way where you can stay calm, then that would be great for your child to see. I don't know, Shira, can you stay calm when there's a drill in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> when there's a needle going into me, I maybe not those appointments. <laughs> but um, seriously, though, I think it's a really great idea. Have your, you know, have the students, you know, look at what you're doing or look at what their parents are doing as well. That, you know, we're really trying to, you know, normalize this process, right? Like going to the dentist is something that kids should be doing. You know, going to the doctor it shouldn't be the scary thing. It's not a daunting thing. Just, you know, it's it's a part of life. We need to go. So making sure that they can do that. I'm sure you briefly mentioned having a preferred item with you at the dentist or the doctor. Um, and that's a really great idea. You know, people talk about these quote unquote transitional items. So getting somewhere, you know, getting somebody somewhere and taking a favorite doll or something with you, but going one step further, why can't they have their favorite doll or their favorite toy in their hands the entire time while they're having, you know, the medical procedure done? Yeah, it's definitely one of my tricks. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing in terms of the dentist is, you know, usually dent, usually my dentist, any good dentist, I'll put a plug in for my dentist, gives out a whole bunch of like stuff to kids at the end of the appointment. Um, so seeing if your dentist does that, and if not, you know, maybe it's a trip to the dollar store right afterwards, or it's a trip somewhere so that they can pick up something so they can start associating the dentist with things. I have a whole bunch of junky stickers and tooth things and whatever else at home for my dentist. And I can't stand them. My daughter loves it. They she loves, them. loves getting them. Yeah. Didn't you say that you missed the dentist? Oh yeah. I used to love going to the dentist when I was a kid. I, it didn't, I it didn't hurt or anything. Because I got to miss school and I got to pick something like stupid prize from the drawer at the end. I think they were erasers. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever that I got to go back to school with an eraser. So it's sometimes the smallest things, you know, do help. Um, we talked a little bit about video modeling and like being, you know, you being the model or watching different uh, characters experience going to the dentist. So check out our blog on how to use video modeling for more on that. 
Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate and review so others can find out about us too. For more from How To ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com. And make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.